1: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co.
0: Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Hey, coffee drinkers, are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from KingsCoastCoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to KingsCoastCoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to episode five of Coffee and Show. I am Cameron No Sleeves Albert, joined by my co-host and good buddy Kesso Paguni. Kesso, it is a Halloween weekend, my man. How was your uh, How was your holiday?
0: Oh, it's been a spooky weekend over here in the Paguni household. <laughs> um, no, dude, we've we've had a last uh, last few days have been great, man. Couple Halloween parties. Uh, my fiance and I were Ghostbusters. Watch out! Who you gonna call? Um, <laughs> And then we've been drinking since about five o'clock. We've had some uh, cider mixed with some rum. So I'm feeling good tonight. Hopefully I don't get too off topic here, you know. But uh, Halloween's my favorite holiday, dude. Do you like it?
2: Really? Man, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think as you get older, I feel like Halloween's like one of the first ones to go, at least for me. I've never been a big Halloween guy, I guess. But uh, uh, Did you pass out candy tonight? I did. I did Peso candy. But you it was don't like kind it. The nightmare. kids are
0: cute, man. It's funny. It you know, they're like walking around and like, you know, their parents are like, ah, you know, only take one. And I'm like, grab as much as you can.
2: Well, dude, okay. Let me ask you this because I feel like all the listeners want to know, did Henry dress up or what?
0: Dude, he, we had to lock him in our bedroom, man. He no. Was,
2: did you put cat ears on him? It would be adorable, no, I feel.
0: The, the best, <laughs> the, the time, he, he's dressed up a couple of times. We had him in a little taco outfit before and uh whenever we lived in the city and like our house was like the first one in an alleyway and our door like opened up into the alleyway so we passed out candy and he was dressed up as a little taco by the front door so that worked (laughs) out but um he's just he doesn't like people anymore he just doesn't he's so protective of his house and his domain so he just we we put him back in the bedroom because we had some family and friends over and he slept the night away
2: there you go. Yeah, so this is Summer. Like, Summer's only five... She's almost about five months old now. Like, in about a week, she'll be five months. So she did not handle the uh, knocking very well. She doesn't bark at all, ever. She's pretty good with that. But when she does, it's like this loud, deep, like, booming bark. That kind of scares me, too. But <clears throat> she, she's It has getting... to be weird to them, right? Because it's like, who the heck's oh, yeah. knocking at our door all night, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have no idea, right? So. Yeah. All right. So it's Halloween as we record this. Let's uh, segue perfect seamless transition right into the halloween event that we got in nhl uh this past week we got uh six new master sets and it is only a one week long uh, event i didn't think they were going to do halloween because i didn't figure or i didn't i didn't see just because it it lined up so like late right you know i mean halloween's over now tomorrow so i didn't know if they were going to do an event that was specifically tied to halloween but they did we got Halloween rivals. So take uh, take me through your thoughts on the new master sets and and, and the event as a whole. Um, I I liked
0: it. I was really glad. Uh, this is like me being like hut rich, but I was mm-hmm. glad they increased the cost of the sets. Um, yeah. I I think the I think the prior one was too cheap. I think this one was too expensive. But uh, you know, I got my Elon Musk on, made a lot of coins with you know predicting the market. Um, uh, but before I get in the market stuff, I like the cards. Like I, I think Giroux and Crosby, like, you know, that's, that's this very solid rivalry. Um, going back, like, I think it was like eight or nine years ago, uh, Giroux and, and Crosby, like the, the Flyers paying ones series uh, whenever the Flyers just destroyed the Penguins, Um, those two were going at it. So I think that was like a good choice right there. Um, I was glad to see Crosby get an MSP. I'm trying to get his X factor. So I, you know, I want those overalls to go up, um, and I think just the player choices were better than the last set. Did you agree with that?
2: I think the last event it didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the superstar origins thing. I really didn't. I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, I didn't have a lot of. Uh, it didn't. It, it didn't. S- s- didn't flow very well. I guess would be the, the best way to describe. It. But I thought that. Yeah, I thought that the the master sets that were uh, pretty good choices. McCarr and Hughes definitely a rivalry. I'm surprised it wasn't Ovi Crosby. I feel like that'd be the easy one. Um, and um, I mean, but they went with the Flyers Penguins like rivalry as a whole. So it looks like they were mixing up like individual players as well as you know the teams, which was cool. Same with the Battle of Alberta. I'm stunned it wasn't Kachuk and Doughty um, for you know uh, as another one. But um, you know, getting Edmonton, getting Pujarvi. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that the the so we're we're both hut rich. I also need to say this is the first time that I've. We we talked about this on a prior episode where we never really cared about the market like you you win so many games and hut champs and, and whatnot prior and we're gonna talk about that because <laughs> we had a, <laughs> we had a battle uh, anyways uh, and I just I opened up so many packs usually that I I I kind of just buy my way out of having to work the market but this year we're putting more of a focus on it and I invested about nine hundred thousand coins I got all the way down to like twenty thousand coins before the market before the event came because I wanted to see if I could you know, try and try and work it because I think this game compare it, If you compare it to MLB or anything like that, it's very difficult to make money. Um, it, it's just not simple. Like you have to know if you do not know how it's going to react or how the market works is it's very difficult for the casual player to actually work the market. Whereas MLB, it's pretty simple um, because it shows you like the last price and, and everything like that. So uh, I did, I made, I made probably about 600,000 coins, um i think that uh, yeah you mentioned that the, co- the the sets cost quite a bit yeah it is that seems to be the narrative right now it's like they gave, they accidentally made it too cheap in the prior event and it did need to go up but it went up by like 2.5 times the cost and now we're right back to the prior year where it's like the free-to-play players man i feel for you guys because there's just no way to afford them i mean if you're taking on tradable rewards you might be able to get one But it's like one master set every other event. And I've always said this is kind of the issue that every time there's an event, it's very difficult because, you know, free to play players just can't always get one. So the event doesn't have the same impact. But, you know, uh, I thought that the cards were. it's tough because they're not super sexy in terms of like the meta and what the norm, the average player would use. Like pull in my opinion, is a great card for people that control time on attack. I want to say, I would say a division one card, like that's a division one type of player. However, yeah, that
0: was a card that I was thinking like, if that, if there's one card I want from this, like this, mm -hmm. you know, event, it's probably that one.
2: Yeah, same. I think that Puliarvies and Quinn Hughes, in my opinion, as well. Just because I, you know, defense is always hard to come by, and outside of the team builders, we talk about this a lot too. There just isn't a lot of great defensemen. It usually takes a while. Um, McCar obviously has an X factor so that makes him less impactful. Like it's less uh, less sought after. Um, but uh, Quinn Hughes and, and definitely Puli RV, I think. But again, I don't think a lot. I think a lot of the player base can't use Puli RV effectively. We saw how bad the the you know the reviews on Dioger were, and Puli RV is essentially the exact same build. Um, so it, it's um, again, I think that if you don't have a ton of speed to fly down the wings and catch up, and you know, I think that's what uh, the, the you know division division three and below, those are the card of cards that you need. And there just really wasn't any amazing ones because even Crosby and Giroux, they're the, the problem with Crosby and I always, always the problem I have with Crosby cards is that he is good at everything, not great at anything. Yeah, you know he I mean? doesn't
0: have he doesn't have the blazing speed, right? Like nope. McDavid, so it doesn't not matter size. for him. Yep, he doesn't have the size, and then mm-hmm. he usually, at least not until the end of the year, he doesn't have like the crazy like a Vechkin type shot. Yep, so like he's just he's very good at solid. Yep. at yep. everything, just not elite at one thing.
2: Yeah, very like vanilla. Just like there's yeah. just not yeah. So and then Giroux. It's. I mean, he's fast, so I think that he's better winger than he is centerman. Um, just again because of his build and whatnot. So, but the cost is so high that when you're look, it's very difficult to recommend to people. You know, that have to spend four hundred thousand coins to make one of these players, um, and it, it, and they're not going to be the dominant at their position. You know, what I mean, like that makes it kind of tough yeah so it's razz- weird
0: though but like uh, just to jump on that though real quick yeah, like yeah. why would you spend four to five hundred k for like that crosby because like i've seen him on the market for like 500k that's tradable you can make his yeah. untradable for about 400 but then like what if you just wait and like buy his x-factor right for or, like 600
2: or, or just buy matthews through the master set? that is yeah
0: yeah no it, i agree i don't yeah, know so if like if you really want crosby like that yeah. msp is just not very desirable
2: yeah, exactly. It's, it all depends on, on if, you, if you're a fan of the player, so that, that definitely uh, ties into it. I think that Makar and Hughes, I think, are very useful because you just don't see a lot of great size and great shots. Um, I'll say this, is that McCart it looks like this year, is having a harder time getting to uh, higher body checking, and I think that when it comes to smaller defensemen, if they're going to be under six foot, you got to have a high body checking stat, or they're just going to be such a liability in their own zone. Hughes, I believe, two of his synergy combo allows him to get plus six body checking, um with gladiator, I think Protect Protector? I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe it's booming shot, something. Um, but you can get up to you know plus six, up to eighty six uh body checking which I think makes it a little bit more usable um, mm-hmm. just in its own zone. But um yeah, let's talk about the increased cost. So it, it sucks because the first week again we got blessed where everyone can basically get all these cards. Um but the market as a whole, my goodness, because of the new um format and them not using gold collectibles anymore, they're using individual cards it means the overalls like no longer are you just looking for gold cards that are a thousand or below or a thousand coins right you're looking for you know 83s that go for under five 84s that go for i mean under 20 like yeah. you know what i mean so it does offer a lot more um flexibility when trying to make coins so i do think it's a little bit easier now uh to, to make the to, to make money in this game and after seeing two events now it's definitely a lot more predictive how long is that going to last because i think people are, are going to pay attention to it a lot more i don't know uh, but we'll have to wait and see because yeah the market right now you know there's there's i think the 86s are going for like almost forty thousand coins i bought 20 for like i must have bought um I must have bought like I don't know 20 at uh, 26,000. I probably bought like 10 of them. It was okay. wild. So I made a lot of coins on that a lot of coins on, on this on this one. So, but yeah, I have a, I have a stacked team and there isn't really any of the cards other than just the, the flex to have them that I'm super excited about going out and getting. So, um, you said that you're going to try and get Crosby or at least X, X-Factor. I'm going to um, try to get
0: his X-Factor. Um, yeah. and I was having trouble like I've only seen one on the market in the past like week or two. And it was the only time I didn't have coins because I, I went out and I, I, yep. I spent like 900K, like similar mm-hmm. to you, yep. on... I just spent it on 86 overall players. And, um, you know, those almost doubled in value whenever the event came out. So I, I have like a, just a, a boatload of coins now. Yep. There's no Crosby X-Factors on the market. So
2: I'm so waiting. I'm waiting. Let's have, a, let's have a quick discussion on that because do you think it's um, because of how x-factors upgrade um basically their evo cards that you have a cost to but they're evo cards do you think that because they're so sought after that you know there's never any it's very difficult to find cards on the market i don't know if it's the four separate consoles that doesn't help i'm sure but like i said i'm still so frustrated that i can't get a mario or gretzky uh and i'm and i'm saying that like i can't get them and i have 1.2 million that i would spend and same thing with mckinnon his x-factor it's just do you like that some of these cards are so hard to get Do you think it should be a little bit easier? I'm not, I don't want everyone to be able to get them because that kind of makes it lame, but like it just seems that it's like you got to win the lottery to get some of these guys, like even, even like X Factor McDavid, for example.
0: Yeah, I'm liking it. I really am so far. Um, and I'm just enjoying it because like you know, the last few years it's just been the same teams and it has been, yeah, it's been the same team. So like now I'm playing, I'm seeing different players, like I'm not seeing. Matt Sundin on every single team mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing Gilles Howie Morenz, Gilafler, Howie Morenz. And it's it's just refreshing. Um and like right now like the the top 6 that I'm using, like I have like Drysdall, like Rantanen, Ovechkin, um uh, McDavid. Like some of those people are like people I've had on my teams in past years. But mm-hmm. like Rantan and somebody like I would use like every now and then like if there was like an end of the year card, but like I have these people on my team that I just hadn't used all the time, and it's kind of refreshing. Um, and I think just the gameplay also makes you use different types of players as well because it's not the same exact meta as the past few years. So, like, you know, if, if Mario' Mew like, super rare and only, like, 5% of the players have him, um, it's, it's kind of cool. You know, you're not really I losing like out that, on too yeah. much. Yeah, you're not losing out on too much by not having him. Mm-hmm. um and you don't see him every game so like i i like it it is what it is um i think it's i don't know if it's too far to the other side compared to the last few years but like it, it's just refreshing to see
2: i do i do like that the teams are far different i'll give you that um any new cards that you've added to your squad this past week
0: <laughs> what do you think <laughs> i've added zero you know what i added x-factor dry Saddle. um okay to my team in the past week and it, it's like with the x-factor upgrades like at this point, I don't know what what else to add to my team. There's no mm-hmm. point. I have after after I sell another card, I'm going to have almost two million coins. Yeah. And there's no like there's no specific card I really want besides that X Factor Crosby. I've been considering buying that uh, Patrick Waugh Icon mm-hmm. card just to try out his ability. Yeah. Um, but there's there's nothing I'm really considering adding to my team. Like I have X Factors locked in on my first two lines. I have the team builders on defense and I have a couple X factors on defense and it's like, there's no real need to change my team up too much. Cause the, mm-hmm. cause the new MSPs aren't like incredibly enticing.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I am in the yeah, I'm in the exact same boat here that it's just um, you know, there's really no cards like I could put, you know, Giroux on like my third like I don't think I'm gonna have play him over the Ovechkin, especially once Ovechkin got distributor. I still think it's one of the best cards right now. Um I think he completely changed the look on his card when he got that secondary synergy. Um so you know, he'd replace like and then I have McKinnon, base McKinnon. I still would rather play I maybe that might be the where I would draw the line. But yeah, it's just not you know, I haven't added anyone. I'm probably not going to. I might put Quinn Hughes in, but I have Paul Coffey. Like, so I don't know if I'm going to. Would I rather have Paul Coffey? I'm not sure. Uh, let me ask you this. When you were flipping in the market, did you lose out on anything? Did you take a shot and it didn't work? And if so, what was that, that shot?
0: You know what? Um, I haven't lost on anything up until I sell my next card. Um, okay. So, so far, my strategy's been only looking at the X-Factor market um, mm-hmm. whenever I'm actually like trying to flip things. Give me the and range. Look, okay, the so range so, so the range is literally every card, right? So I, I was able to build up enough coins. I started with um, Carrie Price. I was mm-hmm. buying him up. He was like 100K, listing him for 150. Um, and, and, and selling, eh? Yeah, and just selling, right? And then I had Kopitar. I was buying him for like 110, 120, selling for 180. He's gone up since then to about 220 to 250 on PS5. But like oh. just because I was able to like you know start off with those few smaller cards like I moved on to like posternock right so like I bought one for like four hundred sold for five fifty um, unbelievable bought Macar for like th- two fifty sold for like three fifty or four hundred but I don't even I'm not even gonna say it was smart on my part it's just because the X factor market has just continued to gone up and I wonder now if it's reached its peak because. I bought a dry soddle for three fifty a couple days ago, assuming that I'd be able to flip it, and it's still about like three fifty to four hundred. I um,
2: I wonder if we're gonna see. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that this might be the peak. If we see a big drop in them over the next ten days, because in ten days or in about I know in about five days, we we got the game early. We can get that next set. Uh, the mm-hmm. X Factor one, we can do it again. And everyone is going to do that set. So, you know, if you've got like 100,000 people playing the game, right? Like everyone is going to do that set. That means that there's way more X factors. So I'm wondering if people buying them is just not going to be as common um, as we go on throughout the year. Because once you have one, right? Like if you – let me ask you this. What would you spend on Crosby right now? Because obviously I, buying it for the prices that you're selling it for, you would not, right? Like you would not recommend doing that, right? I wouldn't
0: recommend it, but I would buy him for his max because I just have – you know, I think his max is like 600. Mm-hmm. maybe i'd probably spend 700 on them because i have a ton of coins i have nothing to spend it on um yeah you know my team is full of x factors the ones that i'll upgrade for the rest of the year so no matter what my top two lines are going to be the top two lines i want to run for the rest of the year barring an injury to a right if he like doesn't upgrade barring an injury to like Rantanen, if there's like you know no more upgrades for him but like ideally like th- this is the the top six i'll have mm-hmm. and then my bottom six like I'm I'm, tr- I'm like kind of treating it as like uh, like fun things to mess around with. So what I mean by that is, um, last week I bought um, a few players that had like big tipper. I mm-hmm. bought like the Tavares. I think he might have had an event or like team of the week card. Yep. I had I have the Chris Draper, and then I had a Crease Crasher, uh, Matthew Kachuk, maybe. Yep. There was one of those that had Crease Crasher. So I just did like point shots with my third line just to like mess around with. But, like, you know, outside of messing around with, like, my third and fourth line, like, my top two lines are set. So I'll pay the max for Crosby just because I want to use him.
2: What would you recommend to people, um, in the, the listeners, in terms of what X factors to buy and which ones you just wouldn't? You mentioned Kopitar. Let's use him as an example. Would you be buying Kopitar still, or do you think that you should probably just stay away from someone like him?
0: I, I, th- I think he's somebody I would buy. Um, okay. And then for, for people that aren't aware... I, I might have mentioned this on an episode before. I would target the X-Factor cards that, if obviously, if you're a fan of them, but if you go offline and look at, like, the rosters, you can see what abilities, what X-Factor abilities to unlock throughout the year. So, like, Kopitar is one. I, I don't know exactly what abilities he has, but I think he has some defensive ones at center that are pretty effective.
2: Quick pick. He has quick pick, yeah. which
0: is really good. So I wouldn't recommend, like, Stamkos is one. His zone ability is, like, that one-timer one. It I costs never. a lot of to activate. Yeah. Like I would only buy the ones that if you're a fan of them and they have good abilities. So yeah. Kopitar is one I would buy. Um, Ovechkin is one I, I would buy because he has good. Maybe not. The, he has the one timer one, but he has really good superstar abilities. Crosby's one of the best ones because his superstar abilities are so good, and he has like some unique ones. You know, so it's like he's one. I'm. I'm you know, obviously I'm a fan of Crosby. I'm going after him. Um, and then some of the other ones are the ones that have the passing ones as superstar abilities, Dry Drysaddle, um, Mitch tape. Marner. Yeah, Tape to Tape, and then like the that third blind eye. eye or whatever. that, Yeah, Third Eye. Those are good ones to have as superstar abilities. I agree. Um, so I would go after those. Like, I, I think I've reached the point where there's only like a few X factors I wouldn't get. And that's like Jake Gensel, because he's not going to unlock any good abilities. And there might be like one or two others, like Matthew Kachuk. He has just pointless uh yeah they are are rough let let
2: me let me ask you this so there's only a few that have not gotten a tier upgrade yet i thought about buying a ton of Gensels because once the new tier is upgraded for all these cards it appears that people are going out and buying way more once once they actually get a tier upgraded you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and because Gensel is actually decent skating i just think that he might be one if they give him an event card or something like that the other thing i'm noticing is that they are being very safe and even with the card. So like we'll use Kucherov for example, he got hurt and was out six to 10 weeks. Right. And everyone sold him, being like, Oh, there's no point in having him because he's not going to get any new cards. Right. And then the, like three days later, they gave him an event card. They like so, sneak that
0: one in too. Exactly, I didn't even see yeah. that in the release.
2: Exactly. So, and I just, I have a feeling that they're going to go out of their way in the events to make sure that the all X factors are upgrading within about the same month. Right. Obviously you can't really do anything much about McDavid because he's just so good. But I have a feeling that in the in the span of one calendar month that you're going to – if like Pavelski or something doesn't get a primetime or team of the week, that they're going to find a way to get them upgraded. So yeah. I've been looking at like cards that have not gotten one yet, and, uh, and I'm curious to see how that goes. Another thing we should touch on with the market is this is going to be a very interesting time for icons because, again, they don't have a lot of utility because not a lot of them are very good. And the cost is so high because there's no set to make them, right? You can only pack them, which means that, you know, the supply just isn't there. And when there's not a big supply, obviously the cost goes way up. But now they're getting today, as of today, they got all of their upgrades, so they actually go up another tier now. So again, people don't they? It's like it's funny because it, it costs more, like so you're gonna have to spend more coins to upgrade their tier. But it's like oh, now they can go up, and they're not factoring in that, and they're spending more money to buy the actual card. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious on the icon market and what we're going to see over the next week. Not only
0: that, but we're also getting new abilities on that that you might not have known that they had, too. Yep, yep. Um, can I touch on the Jake Gensel thing, though, you mentioned again? Yeah, bring it I just want. Know. I just wonder if, because he's somebody, I bought, like, four or five of his, and I mm-hmm. waited, like, a week just to see if he would go up or just, yeah, like, nothing. you know, expect. I noticed it. It, yeah, it, it not didn't. Know. But, like, I wonder if, like, the people buying the cards are going to be smart enough to realize that, like, no matter what, his card kind of is, like, I don't want to say useless long term just because he doesn't get a lot of good abilities. Nobody knows no, that, right? Maybe that's what I'm thinking if nobody knows that. Yeah. Because it's like there's no point to have a Jake Gensel X Factor whenever you could just buy whatever, you know, highest overall card he has if he has like a yep. team of the week or event card. Yep. Like there is a reason right now to have the Crosby X Factor over his MSP because the Crosby Crosby X Factor has all the abilities you know, yeah. and his MSP has like a couple unique ones. Same thing like, Matthews
2: in the last event. Matthew's yeah. X-Factor was far better than his, than the master item.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I will be following it just to see. I think, um, they'll probably release a Gensel, you know, just to that's get him what I'm up saying. or something. I bet you any
2: money that it'd be a Halloween Gensel coming out or something. Yeah. It just seems like that's what they're doing. Um, I had an interesting conversation. Um, I actually brought into the game changer chat to, to see, you know, to touch on it is. Prime times are just so bland, you know? I, I don't think the, the the blanket plus one everything format is just so boring. Um, I think that it, it's just now lame and kind of whatever, and they just put out so many that like it, you just almost become numb to it. And the only reason you look at the prime times that are out is, hey, did my X Factor get an upgrade?
0: That is the only Which, reason I look ex- at that.
2: Exactly. It's the same thing what happens every year. I remember in Angel 19 when Evo was worth a thing, they were basically, you eliminated prime times from even being excited to pull, because all, the only reason you're excited to pull a high-end one is that you could sell it. Um, so I, I was trying to f- come up with a way that you can make prime times a little bit more exciting, and I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. My idea was, let's use uh, Timo Meyer for an example, okay? He's like an 83 or 82 overall, nothing crazy. If he got a hat trick one night, instead of just getting a prime time and a blanket plus one, what if he got five to all of his shooting? And everything else stayed the same, except for his skating. His skating goes up by 0.5. Each one, that stays the same. But then his shooting all got plus 5 to everything. So it's, like, tied into what's going on in the actual real-life thing. I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts on that and if you think it would work or not.
0: Yeah, I do think we might have talked about this a little bit last week. I don't know how much in-depth in we went, but, I mean, mm-hmm. I love the idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I think it's just boring. They don't have to release all these prime times every day. It's not, man. It's just, you know, you know like, if – Okay, I'm I'm using Crosby as an example. You yeah. just use Timo Meyer, but like if you have somebody like Crosby, who's you know normally been a grinder, playmaker type his whole career, and yep. he gets a hat trick, you know, bump up his shooting, plus five points. Uh, yep. Do something different. Do something different. If um, you know Jake Gensel again, yep. you know, gets something. three assists, gets know, three gets assists. Maybe he gets maybe up. he gets ninety passing, or yep. maybe his prime time that comes out, maybe he gets tape to tape too, because we have this X Factor system yep. built in. That you is know, something that seems like they're do doing. do it that way.
2: I got kind of blasted on uh, on YouTube in the comments because I wasn't paying attention. They gave Tyson Berry, his prime time, like a backhand beauty, and I guess he scored like a really nice backhand goal last week, and I didn't know, and I'm like, this is just pointless and random. And I said that in the video, and I didn't realize <laughs> that he had some really nice backhand goals. So I think they are paying attention with the X factors. I just want to see a little bit more in the stats. I think that that would just freshen it up because it's just so boring. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not going to lie, I think the content has been – The card art is just so good. In my opinion, uh, like, it is the best card art in all of Ultimate Team modes. Like, even better than MLB, because MLB is all um, real-life stuff, which is so cool. But this is, like, a mixture of, like, cool real-life card art and, like, graphic design. I just think it looks so good, so um but well, we'll see i mean i don't know how far that'll get but i definitely do think that there needs to be a change to like prime times and team of the week to, to give it a little bit more um you know you spice it up a little bit so have you um, um have you seen what madden's
0: done like yearly with their uh, halloween stuff
2: no they have stopped playing by now
0: yeah i mean i don't even play it because i think the game's awful but but that's <laughs> besides the point yeah um So for their Halloween stuff, I forget if it's called like Most Feared or something, but they'll put out cards Yeah, where they're like eight feet tall. Like they'll have like a Calvin Johnson that's like eight feet tall, literally. Um, You can use them in Mutt? And you can use them in the game for like a couple weeks, I believe. If somebody listens and they play play Madden, maybe they'll tell me I'm wrong. But yeah, like I don't know what all players they have.
1: Oh, but yeah, like that's cool. W-
0: do you think that would be fun? Like, you know, if in NHL maybe just for, you know, two weeks in Rivals, you can get like most feared uh Zadino Chara where he's like nine
2: feet tall. <laughs> like I, I I don't know. NHL is such like a, a sim based game. I feel like when when it goes to Arcadia or, or kind of novelty, I, I don't know if it's like the because tr- the hockey is like traditional, just very you know, I don't want to say bla- it's not bland, but like they stick to their traditions very, very hard. And I think I don't know. I'd be curious to see what the player base would think if like you did something like that. I think it'd be hilarious, but I think a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but like I mean, people like that him.
0: really love the authentic like hockey. Like, this yeah. isn't hockey. This isn't yeah. hockey. What is this? You know, like exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that's right. safe for Rush.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what I was about to say. I'm like that'd be great, and that'd be great in and, and Rush for sure. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about matchmaking and gameplay. So. Uh, again we touched on this a little bit last week however i just went through like the worst experience you can have why was was that okay enough all right so we were i was playing hut champs off stream i haven't been streaming i've been taking a bit of a break i was like i'm gonna play some champs and one this is the worst i've ever been um i'm like i'm not an elite player but i hold myself to a standard where if i don't know the person's gamer tag like if i don't know you i expect to win just because i play the game so much and my team is so good like not that like i have an ego it just i that is some. if i don't know the player because i know pretty much everyone in the you know you can i know all of the hut heroes and because i've been playing the game for so long if i don't recognize the gamer tag i expect to win and i'm just not like i am i'm not losing badly but i'm just finding myself losing one goal games and i just cannot get it going and it compounded where i was legit 5 and 5 to start HUD champs, which is not what usually happens to me. Like I said, last year I was 15 and 5 pretty regularly. That's where I would say 14 wins was my average. And I matched a young Keso Paguni because I didn't even have your stream open to not search while you were searching. I legit just assumed there was no way because you were 10 and 0. Yep. <laughs> and I found you pretty quickly. And I was like, what is like, it? At 5 and 5, I had to play you. And I didn't get blown out, which was nice. But. It just match the, the matchmaking and I, it's definitely because of the four consoles but we were going to talk about something maybe an idea or fix and i'm but just in general did you find a lot of that still is going on maybe in rivals as well where you're just not matching someone around your range i'm not sure
0: because like so my my issue is obviously a little bit different than yours because i'll have like these long search times maybe you get that too Um,
2: not as much but yeah yours is definitely different because you're you're so far ahead so
0: yeah yeah so my i just have these long search times so like i don't mind and and this is coming from the purse like the position where like i don't mind these types of matches right where like if i match somebody that's like below my skill level just because i want to get the games in Mm -hmm. um and i think that it's fine the way it is if those matches do happen and that's just because of the small player base um, yes,
2: so we're. I, I was gonna. I was gonna bring that up. So something that we had talked about, I think, on the last episode as well, is matchmaking because it's for consoles. I think that opening hut champs up to everyone and not having that just silly requirement to actually get into it, I think, would really help out. But uh did you agree or disagree with that?
0: I do because, like, so so. Let's say it is opened up to, to everybody, right? Yeah. Um, and if it is open up to everybody, they could put more of a cap on the range of skill level you can match up in Hot Champs. So, mm-hmm. i.e., if it's open up to everybody, and let's say the player base in Hot Champs goes up about 30%. I'm not yep. sure what it would be. The folks over at EA could tell us I, you yep. know, if they have that data. But if the player base in Hot Champs goes up 30%, maybe you only match up within four to five wins, or maybe you only match up within like a certain amount of points. There's going to be more players at each of those intervals so you could tighten the cap so i i don't know i'm assuming that it's not going to happen next week it's not going to happen the week after but at some point they have to open up hut champs to everybody and i'm going to be on their case every single week in the game changer discord recommending it
2: yeah i agree man it's just it it, it's very like hut. i agree that i understand why it's there and in the first place, but I think we're in a unique situation right now where there's four consoles and it's just going to be, it, it just needs to be opened up there. The, the cons are just do not, or the, the pros significantly outweigh the cons in terms of opening it up to everybody. I just think that that would be an easy fix and allow, uh, you know, search times and opponents like different ranges of opponents. Cause right now there's a big tier. Like there's the HUD heroes that go 17 and above and they're matching against guys like me, or who are struggling, pretty pretty easily because you know there's just way more of us than there are you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the wait time, the wait time to try and find someone around your range is basically you know during the afternoon. But if you're in the morning, man, like good luck. Like you're not really gonna find a game. And I just think that that would definitely make the experience good. So I matched you, and you beat me like two nothing. And bro, you tried a Michigan on me, and I like, was about to, like ten times. I was, times. About, to, I was <laughs> about to come through the monitor. You, I, was, I messaged in your chat, as I'm about to find a new co-host. You try that one more yeah. time. <laughs> hey, you know what though?
0: It, it's really funny. So I'm going to talk about you for a second. All right. Um, so I was on Reddit last week and oh, somebody no, matched with you i know right reddit like the, the what's reddit that?
2: loves me this year man reddit i do you this
0: year and somebody posted a screenshot and they were like they were very excited to match with you and they i don't know if they they beat you by a goal or beat like, you by one. By a, yeah yeah and they were like i can't believe i beat him right yeah. so so it's these two types of communities completely different opinions of your game skill you have yeah, the very average people that play the game they watch youtube They think you are like the top of the top because you're like bacon country or something and you're a YouTuber. But then if you talk to people that might flock to my community or my type of community with like the quote unquote elite players, Mm -hmm. they think you're complete garbage at the game. And I will (laughs) say gladly that you are not in either of those. You're definitely more in the middle. Um, and you do really well against good players i don't know Um, what that
2: is either i wish mentally i could explain why but maybe it's because i know who i'm playing against so i know i have to lean gamer stance from the beginning but man i don't know what it is i always play far better against good players than it is than i do against someone i don't know i don't know what it is
0: i mean i do the same thing like and it's just it's hard to like mentally get excited for like a game against you know x y yager 68 you know yep. underscore x like yep. or if you match up with grin it's like oh this is you know this is fun like yep. I'm, I'm excited to play the game
2: mm-hmm no it's it's funny man i've been on i have been on reddit posts more than i've ever been this year like and it has it's been pretty positive which i'm pretty excited about because i usually the reddit guy is going hard about content creators usually they're not big fans but it's been pretty nice so far so uh, live, longer, me,
0: live long enough to see yourself become the villain sleeves that's all that's i'm gonna it. say just wait <laughs> just just you wait
2: yeah all right well let me let's, let me ask you this you're still making content you're streaming all the time what's uh you know give me give me a snapshot of how things are going in that in that realm
0: um you know what i'm, I'm enjoying it because i'm doing what i like doing and I, I think that's like what i advise anybody to do that wants to mm-hmm. dabble in it like i dabble in it mm-hmm. is that don't set your expectations where you're going to be like the next no sleeves 12 hit, <laughs> or like the next nash right because it's just not realistic if because you can't dedicate that amount of time yeah and a lot of it's luck so like yep. i've been i've been streaming like two times a week when I can. I do yep. the mornings on the weekends, and I get a lot of viewers just because I'm one of the few um, North American players that are streaming at that time.
2: Yep, and um, hours.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I've i become one of those people that post like, uh, pack openings and Hot Champs highlights because that's yep. kind of easy to post on YouTube. I did actually put in some effort to a YouTube video this week, so I do recommend people checking it out. Um, I did a deep dive on... How many X factors you can realistic realistically afford based on your skill level, you know, run without us getting at that. What, oh yeah. So
2: what'd you say? Run run us through that. Give us a snapshot yeah. of that. So
0: so basically, I took um I took the Hut Champs rewards, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How many how many collectibles you get per win and how many uh, cards you get per pack at those levels, right? So like if you finish with 15 wins and I don't know what the, you know, collectible, let's say you get six collectibles at 15 wins and you get a few packs Mm -hmm. and you convert those packs into power-up collectibles. So I took that value per month and how many collectibles would it take? How many power-up collectibles would it take to fully upgrade your X-Factor cards to 97 overall, right? So I took, if you have five X-Factor cards this is how many months it would take to fully upgrade those. If you have six X-Factors, this is how many months it would take based on how you finish in Hot Champs. Um, and what I found was that, you know, there's like some sweet spots in how many X-Factors you can have. Like for me, I could I could realistically upgrade six X-Factor cards to 97 overall. Now, obviously, you don't have to fully upgrade every X-Factor card to 97. You can have it some at 93, 94 mm-hmm. overall, whatever. But I was mostly just curious, um, for my own sake, how many I wanted to have, um, and I made some assumptions. I assumed the X factor cost would increase, but uh, yeah, I mean that was pretty much the gist of it. You know, I'm I'm rolling with like eight X factors. I might not fully upgrade all of them. I might so, upgrade six of them.
2: So for for let's say the average player that can get ten wins, right? Because that there's nine to I think fourteen wins get to basically the same amount, mm-hmm. which needs to be adjusted. Do you have Do you have that? I don't know if you have it on hand right now. Is there like a, 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 a an idea of how many someone a player like that could do?
0: Yes, and I will tell you that. right this Excellent. second while this Excellent. Excel file loads up. All it's right, fill in dead So air. let's say you said ten wins, right? You said 10 <laughs> yeah, 10 like wins? ten wins.
2: Yeah, I think it's yeah, ten average wins. Here. So
0: okay, all right. So nine wins is that uh, is that sweet spot? I don't think yeah. ten wins gets you a jump in in hot champs. No. No. So nine wins, if you have four X factors. It would take you six point eight months, right? So six months and let's say three weeks to upgrade four X factors to ninety seven overall.
2: That's if you started and then did it. So like yes, that so you'd be able to upgrade them as they go, basically. Then.
0: you'd be able to upgrade them as they go.
2: Yeah. Okay. okay, okay, that's an, and I think four is I, I'm I want to say like almost everyone has at least four because, yeah, right? you've got, because you got because yeah, you got you got the, two the three free
0: yeah yep. the two in the choice pack you got the mm-hmm. one free one in the up in the starter pack. Yep. And then you've probably done, you know, the sets and stuff.
2: And the pro-am and the sets, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, four four is, uh, you know, and I think, yeah, that would be, probably be a sweet spot there is to, to try and, you know, or be. it's funny to be able to do four. Um, I'm wondering when we're going to see, you know, the, the fall. We, we talked about this at the beginning, like, the fall of X-Factor costs. Because, like, yeah, I mean, once, it, like, I think that as the season goes along, if, 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 um, Let's use Kucherov, right? If Kucherov is gets up to a ninety five, how much can his X factor be? Because you've got to spend two million to get him up there. Yeah, right? and, I think that's where yeah. we haven't really hit. Because as it stands right now, you could go up buy that card, and it's still so early on in the game that the that the rating isn't high or the tiers aren't that high, so you can kind of just whatever. But once it's like once it like once you get into the nineties, man, it's like a hundred thousand an upgrade.
0: Yeah, and I think at some point people told me i was wrong i don't think i'm going to be wrong i think once they get up to like the the low 90s like 92 93 Mm -hmm. i think we're going to see a jump in the cost so right now to go from like 89 to 90 and then like 90 to 91 there's about an increase of 5k at each level okay i think they're going to do another jump because they did a jump in like the low 80s so don't be surprised if you see all of a sudden instead of it costing like 110k to upgrade it's like 160k
2: okay that, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch for sure to see. And it, I think it also depends if it unlocks like a zone ability or a superstar ability. I think there's a higher cost, like his random tiers are more expensive than others. So, uh, that's definitely just something to watch out for. Uh, someone we didn't, I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, the new event that came out. I forgot is did you take a look at that Cam Talbot? No, no, why? Man, Should I? Six, okay, six foot four. It's the 86 overall. So he, him and Bennington got the, the, the rivals cards this week. And I think I said there were six master sets, or is eight? Um, so the '86 Talbot, specifically, he's six four, which checks a box of size, and he's got that no timer superstar ability, which not very many goaltenders have, which increases the ability to stop one timer shots. Oh, so yeah. He just looks like I, again, I, I do not like recommending goaltenders because a good goaltender will not make or break you. Like it'll, you know what I mean. Like they just your defense will how you play defense is is really de- how good your goaltender is. However, like the cost to make that one, I have it here. This is before on Friday, what it went up to is about 56,000 coins if you make him. And I think that like 60K for the best goaltender in the game, not the worst. And because the other master sets aren't all that amazing, I'm just curious, like. You're, give me. I know your thoughts on goaltender, Matt, are, are a lot like mine, but do you think early on that it has some value? Because I know early on, before the shot attributes all hit like 99, goaltenders do seem to play a little bit better. It's harder to score.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing also, just because I, I have the game pulled up you know, right now. He has 72 aggression too, which is mm-hmm. really great. That's very yep. low. You want your goalies to have as low yep. of an aggression stat as possible. Yep. Um, so I would say, so here, here's my, I guess, question, answering your question with a question um he has the no timer ability but the meta isn't necessarily those cross creases
2: you know it's like not, do you yeah. think like i uh, guess you're right on that i got maybe it's not as important because it's all backhands and then it's it's it's,
0: it's rebounds it's like one timers
2: that are so close that you have like tap-ins because it's all, yeah. the whole game is spe- spent on the goal line this meta yes. and uh like in terms of offense, so. Yeah, right, man. Like, it maybe, yeah. Because, again, obviously, people will do score on the one-timer, but it's not nearly as prevalent as it was in the prior years, especially because, like, the forcing of the passes in NHL 21, where you could just send it through eight guys. But you're right. Yeah, I guess yeah. the game is played on the goal line so much that maybe— If he uh, had tip
0: jar, maybe, right? If he had the one yeah. to help on the tips and deflections.
2: Yeah, I really like that one, too. So I'm going to talk about the meta real quick as well, because, like, like I said, I have never struggled this hard. And it's funny because, like, the general consensus is that everyone is struggling compared to how they played in the prior years
0: yeah uh, i mean uh, i i think just to point out though like yeah. i i saw Eki was streaming this weekend he went 19 and 1 i think on both consoles yeah which is a bad weekend for him right you yeah. would typically see him as 20 and 0 every week yep
2: yep no like i think it's I, I think it all just comes back to the game is a lot more sim based it's a lot more it's a lot more realistic and again it's not perfectly realistic i think the the state of po checking is pretty frustrating but it just plays like you have no time in space so it's, it, and you can't hold people off the puck. Like you used to be able to do in 21 where basically if you got it in the zone and you were holding backhand, you could just hold on to it forever. There's just no time and space. And, and like I said, it really mimics the real thing. And basically what that boils down to is if you get two players that are, you know, at same skill level outside of the pro players, let's say outside of division two, okay. Below division two, it's a lot of games decided by just random shots. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and I think that that that's how it is in real life. Like, very rarely do you see these perfect like one timers or breakaways and things like that. Like, and it just seems like you know, and it leads to kind of a frustrating experience because this year it's just yeah. Like I said, I, I'm struggling with it, and I. I'm someone who like thinks the game very well. Like I can teach someone how to play the game, but I can't get I don't have the Twitch thumb skill to, to do you know, to be be like one of these incredible players, but I can definitely point out how to do it. I'm just I just find myself kinda lost in my own gameplay and maybe it's because I, I need to go back and watch my own gameplay to see what I'm doing. But it's very hard to enter the zone and once you're in there, you know, everyone's going to collapsing because they want to protect against that rap. So yeah. it, it's just a tough adjustment so far, and I'm I'm not doing very well for sure. I'm not enjoying the fact that that is the meta, um, and it's so basic. Because even even yeah. the like, short side wrister, like if you now, it, it's just like it was like an NHL seven. You like cross far enough past the goaltender, like if you coming down the right side of your screen and you cut into the middle. If you go about pff, about three feet past the middle of the net and fire back towards the side you just came down, it goes in like every time.
0: Yeah, I just every don't time. like it because it's so basic, right? Like it's it not is. fun. There's yeah. no there's no like nice plays like just. Just literally waiting until a person overcommits and then wrapping it far side. Do like you think it's passing
2: not, it's, Has the impact of that because passing so hard to do.
0: I do, but that's why I've been using um, tape, to tape, uh, tape to tape on a lot of my players. Do you so notice like, tape to tape? I do, I want to say I do. Maybe I don't. But um, up until I played you like this weekend, like I was getting like four and five goals in a lot of my games. Uh, the only game I didn't win was a game I only had two goals. So my goal scoring's gone up a ton this past weekend.
2: How much passing are you actually doing with R two though? Because you shredded me with saucers. That's it seemed to be that was all you were doing.
0: Yeah, and maybe maybe the tape to tape isn't really impacting that as much. But like whenever I enter the zone, I'm doing a lot of cross ice or like down low saucer passes that yep. you know messes with the goalie's AI.
2: Yeah, because um, it's not they read it as a shot almost, so they 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 sit like they stop, and then you basically just go keep going in your goal. Mm-hmm. Like they're way too out of the net yeah but yeah like that yeah like it's uh it's interesting like i said it's just it's just a big adjustment so I'm, I'm struggling but like that's fun i enjoy that because i you know you it forces you to have to play better and learn things which i'm all about so um but yeah we'll have to wait and see uh let's do something we haven't done before though man let's uh we i, I tweeted out um a thread on my twitter at no sleeves gaming um about uh, just some questions from you guys we've had such good feedback and we're blessed that so many of you are enjoying the podcast so we thought i thought that why don't or we thought why don't we uh see if we can't take some questions at the end of every episode so i'm gonna let Kesso go through the ones uh in the thread that we can answer and see if we can't uh you know have a discussion so give me give me a couple here
0: i am gonna start with my favorite one right now because uh, okay. i found this one funny is yoger the worst 91 card ever and should everybody get a free swap to something else I will let you answer that one first.
2: Okay, um, I'm going to give a <laughs> shout out to my man Wubs in the community. He's a pretty good player, and um, he he had tweeted some or talked about something. I think it was in Henrique's Discord about um, Yager plays really well if if and only if you pair him on a line with someone extremely fast. Because if you have to break the puck out or carry it at all with Yager, he doesn't. He plays so slow. That I don't believe he's got like high speed. Like it's very tough, and because I would there's swear no, he
0: has like Chara speed. That's yeah, it, it is.
2: It's bad, and because there's no time and space, it's very difficult to use players like that. So, I think that's why the vast majority, because the vast majority of the player base can't play like that. They don't have like the vision. So how they how they counteract and play the game is speed down the wing because that's you know is extremely simple to just go forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Yager, you've really got to go left and right a lot. And I think that a lot of people struggle with that. I think that if you have Yager and you have not found him enjoyable, pair him with someone stupid fast. Like if you don't have McDavid, a lot of people have McDavid. But if you have base, McKinnon is pretty cheap now for as far as high end cards go. Someone or even Barzal. Move him on a line where you've got someone fast and make a point to not break the puck out with him and only use him in the offensive zone. And I think his shot, he can pick a corner really nice down yeah. low. Like, I, I find that I can snipe the corner with him, his short side, really well. But yeah, he he seems like, in terms of, like, the best card at the time that that was released, Yager does seem to be one of the general consensus worst ones. But uh, what were your thoughts on him?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to say he's the worst 91 card ever. Um, and should everybody get a free swap... No, you shouldn't get a free swap. I, I think he's effect. I think he can be effective, um, depending on how you use him. Just like you mentioned, yep. pair him with some people that are fast. I have Yager mm-hmm. right now. Actually, I rebought Yager because he was cheap, um, and put him on my third line. Um, mm-hmm. And I run Crash the net on that line, and I literally just take point shots, and he'll get deflections. He has high. He has high everything except speed. So like, just shoot with him. And just you know, get some deflection. It's, him or it's funny, you, which it's, is weird. That's the opposite of how he should play, right? The deflections. Oh yeah, Yarger.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring this up real quick before I forget. Uh, I played someone in the PS4 community. I think his name is Sabby, and he was a very good player. And through the first period, again, I'm someone who has to use strategies to for to to maximize my uh, chance in the game because I don't have like that elite, insane vision and thumb skill, and. His dude. So I went into the game. He had 14 shots in the first period. I'm talking. He got across the line, and he he did not just shoot. He fired for the pads every single time along the ice, and it's it just it was it was insane to watch because he was so aggressive, and the second he got across the the blue line, it was basically stop and fire it low off the pads, and it went in a lot. And I don't know if that's something you just. Meant, the reason why I brought that up was because you mentioned Crash the net. I'm starting to think that because this game is so sim basic like that is like that might not be you could make division two with that you can make prior,
0: it with that strategy yeah yeah
2: the, the downfall and why a lot of pro players you don't see a lot of guys like Grenner, or Josh or uh, outside of you because you the way you play the game is uh, very thought oriented as well but um you don't see a players taking those kind of low those low chance opportunities because they lose you you give up possession essentially. But he was running. I mean, like the second that uh, my goalie made a save, and it wasn't in the net or there wasn't a rebound, he had he must have had two, like two three with one two two blue, and he was just on. Oh, it was relentless. It was so frustrating to play against, and I had to basically change everything, like my breakout. So I changed like to from leave zone early to to close support, and and you know kind of be a lot more aggressive in the neutral zone because I knew that once he got across the line, it was just literally just a million shots on goal. So I put a big focus on just not letting him get in but uh yeah i just i just want to bring that up i think crash Internet has a place this year and i think well, that not just shooting i i don't want people to think that just shoot because that isn't that, that's giving up possession i'm talking you've got to learn and figure out how to shoot low for the pads and i think it's extremely effective
0: yeah shoot with intent but i think you brought up a good point point and that if you ever feel like the person you're playing against is just better right i started so doing that like, against you
2: i couldn't get in the yeah, zone against you and you the third period, that's what i kept doing
0: yeah so like if you're playing against somebody that you know is better and then typically, let's say you play this, the the typical NHL 22 meta of yep. just going for those like far side wraps, you're not going to win in a skill versus skill game doing that. No, no. Just start taking shots from the blue mm-hmm. line with intent, yep. right? You know, shoot like, like I smartly. said, it's got to be low. Got to be, be low. low. But just start doing that because like, even if your chances aren't as good, you still have like, you know, whatever it's a odds. To, it's a chance, you yep. know? The amount of people
2: that like when you're playing someone better than you that try to go and set up a cycle and whatnot, there's a reason why they're so good, and it's yep. very hard to do that against someone who knows what you're trying to do. So yeah, I, I agree. I think when you when you know that you're playing someone better than you, or maybe you get down early, just crash the net and fire it low. Uh, I think that I think that does uh, work pretty well. But um, no, let's uh, let's get the next question though. Yeah,
0: next question. So was adding synergies to online versus a good idea? Real tough playing as the wings. So I think this guy meant X factors. Okay. Was adding X factors to online versus a good idea? So, I think that yeah, I think it was. A, I mean, they put put they put in X factors as a new gameplay feature, right? Mm-hmm. And I know the Red Wings don't have any zone ability players, right? I think they have Larkin who has um, a superstar ability, but they you know going into this year, I know that I think they've been playing well recently, but they weren't really a good team. They weren't expected to be a good team. I think how how they play in online versus probably reflects their skill level. What do you think of that?
2: Yeah, I think that the, again, I think the people that don't like it are pro players because it offers randomness or mm-hmm. like, uh, you know what I mean? It, it's not, that isn't sim based. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're basically, uh, they have superpowers essentially if we're, um, if we're, if we're being, you know, like that, that um, about it. So uh, I think it freshened up the game quite a bit because now we're not just looking, does he have 90 speed? Does he have a good shot? And you know what I mean? Now we're looking, now he's got like, you know, if he has the one T or wheels or something like that, it adds a whole new wrinkle and, you know, makes you think a lot more, makes a lot of cards that you would not think about using a lot more viable. So I do, I do like it quite a bit, but, um, you know, uh, I I can see why some people don't, because again, it's not very, it's not very traditional or realistic, I guess would be the best way to describe it.
0: That must've been thrash 94 on a burner account.
2: That's it, man. Must've been.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll go into the next one here. Um, so did the, did the developers make a mistake with the poke check, making them too strong because they are too much of an aimbot right now? You should not be able to spam R one without repercussions.
2: I think. Uh, I think so. I think people are realizing in prior. So this this was this became a lot more noticeable last year, but not enough of the player base realized it. So in prior years, you would hold down R one. And you would basically wiggle it back and forth. And you would you would be holding down R1 with a defensive skill stick, right? And that gave you like a speed boost. It was just, it's been it's been really dumb. But with the new stick in physics, it changed how the defensive skill stick is kind of operated. But when you hit R1, a lot of people didn't realize this until last year. It became a little bit more well-known. When you hit R1, it tracks to where the puck is. It does not just lunge out forward which maybe is what would be more beneficial because then it makes you, you know, actually have to think a little bit more about it. But because you just hit R1 now and everyone is doing it, it's auto tra- It auto tracks to where the puck is. So if you have if you're someone who is just skating straight and you're keeping there's an opponent in front of you and someone taps R1 against you, if you're not moving your stick left and right which is what you need to do anytime that you get around an opponent or near an opponent. You need to start moving left and right on your th- on your right thumbstick so that you can actually move the puck away because when they hit R1, it will track where the puck is when you hit R1. So if you're going straight and it's not you're not moving it or kind of hiding the puck, they're going to be able to knock it off your stick. And I think a lot of people have shut down as well. We've talked about shutdown a lot. It's my favorite ability. It's what makes Adam Foote the best defenseman in the game. Um, and I think that just compounded because a lot less people are just swinging their stick left and right now. Because yeah. it, you, they've just realized that that's how the stick-checking stat works. And the higher the stick-checking stat, the faster that the poke gets off and the more accurate it is. So it's – I don't know if they touched it very much, but it is is—it is awfully frustrating. But there are easy ways to get around it, and it takes a little bit. If you have someone who is spamming R1 or RB, enter the zone going backwards. To t- turn around like or don't, just, yeah uh,
0: don't even yeah not even just necessarily going back was just a quick pivot right yep. just a quick that l2 and protect puck just do a quick pivot to your to your back and then you'll get a tripping penalty call maybe yep but that's you a different you have to move it there.
2: you have to be moving the puck it's something that a lot of like the, the average player base does not do they just skate but if you go back and forth and kind of stick handle that is how you counter it you need to be doing that a lot but what about you what, yeah. what do you think about? i, it? I mean
0: so so the other part of that was do you think EA, the developers made a mistake. I will say, (coughs) excuse me, I will say it's hard to test a lot of these things before the game comes out because, you know, there's only a few, there's, I don't know how the QA testing goes, but there's only so many hands that can get the game on, you know, during early production. Mm -hmm. So whenever the game comes out and, you know, the competitive community has their hands on it and there's thousands of people playing the game, like it's easy to see things that maybe shouldn't be the way they are. And I do think that the poke checking is way too effective right now. I think it needs a bit of a nerf. Yep. Um, you did, you know, there are things you could do to counter it. But I do think that if they did make just a slight nerf to the poke checking, the game would open up a little bit more offensively in a good way. So yeah, I hope that's something. No time we, and space. Yeah, there isn't. And I, I think, you know, defense should be skill based just as, off, just as much as offense is. I agree. So I, I hope they make a tune or an adjustment to that in the I near agree. future.
2: Yeah, I would like to see it nerfed a little bit. I've actually got a uh, wubs who I just mentioned earlier. He actually asked me a question in my Discord right now, and I just happen to have it up. He says, uh, with the new power-up icons getting upgraded, some of them got speed and Excel upgrades. Should we expect those upgrades to be completely random, and what do you think is the best play for those power-up icons, keep or sell? Some cards like New and and Ferraro got speed boost, but Forsberg Park and Shanahan didn't. So I'll, I'll explain why some did. Speed and, and upgrade speed on every card, guys, goes up by 0.5. It's something they introduced last year. So every single time they get a plus one, their skating only goes up by 0.5. So there is going to be some upgrades where speed does not go up because it doesn't cross the threshold to round up. That is why you're seeing that some cards don't get it. So if you see, well, let's use Ferraro and uh, Ferraro and, and Newendike as an example here, what he asked, next, the next upgrade, because I believe every single upgrade all the way to tier three now has gotten a speed one. I can guarantee that their next one will not have a speed upgrade because it's yep. only 0.5. Right. So that's, that's why, um, it, it you'll see some that do not get speed upgrades. So you can go ahead and look like it, it, the best way to, the best way to see this is with Hutt champs cards. Like the, the five, because there's five that get released. You can see that there's some that don't like, uh, I use Jonathan Dolan, for example, who I love that he got one and he's a very, very good card. And I, I think that anyone saving their Hutchamps collectibles should get him. But um, I think his 88 has the same speed as his 89, so in my opinion, you don't need to spend another couple collectibles to get the 89 version when the 88 is just less one everything but the same speed. Mm-hmm. So that's why that that's why that happens, and it was so that you the fast players stay fast. And the slow players don't catch up because what ended up happening before is Connor McDavid would rush to 99 speed. And then his advantage would diminish as the year went on because everyone else was catching up and his was capped at 99. So that is why it goes up like that by 0.5, which is also why a lot of these icons, even though they upgrade every month going to be useless. Like Brian Leach, <laughs> you'll never be able to use. So that that's why those, those I don't recommend buying a lot of them. There's only a few that are going to have end game speed that you can actually use. So that's why that happens. Yep. Um Do you have another one?
0: Yeah, I I do I do. I'll give you one more because we did have we had a lot of great questions, um yep. a lot of in depth ones that I think could be saved for future discussions. S- where we say spend, the Twitter
2: you know. handle, who it is. Uh,
0: so let's go to. Um. Well, let's go to Travis Shea. So Travis okay. underscore Shea. Let's answer this one as our last question. Do okay. you think the NHL games would be better if they took an extra year? off to polish it more or do you believe it would be the same results and still need patch updates to tune it
2: you you take this one first
0: okay so i believe in my honest opinion that all sports games need to move to either a biannual release phase or every you know maybe every three years or something i i think that this yearly release cycle of sports games is extremely outdated and it's only in place because they know people will buy the games every year, and it makes Electronic Arts and whatever other studios a lot of money.
2: I agree. I think that the game sales, like, that's such a hit for them to take. I think I'm, I'm just trying to think of why they do that. Like, why is sports games specifically every single year? And I think it's because of the back in the day, it's just rosters
0: yeah i mean like that, that's, that's why what did it, it was, right yeah. there was
2: there was no there's no online update and every year obviously the big thing was you know is, is rosters and offline play back in the day and i think that that's why and they're just kind of stuck in that i think that they would lose too much money to ever justify it i, I don't know FIFA, um that that e that i don't know i'm not big on soccer games but there's that one su- rival to fifa um that is now going to a subscription base and we'll see how that plays out i'm not sure if it will uh, I don't think EA ever would though. They would lose billions. Or yeah, it wouldn't make millions. sense
0: for them to like, and and they would have to rework so much of their company and structure in the games, right? So mm-hmm. like, they would have to redo how they do Ultimate Team in every single game, you know? And yeah, because I now just, not
2: the content. Like, <laughs> could you imagine if we had to wait an extra year, like in Hockey Ultimate Team? Yeah, like, the game the, would just be. It would be. I don't want to say dead, but my goodness, like now. It, 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 i don't know Uh, i think after the first year the first one would be such a bad adjustment like such a bad adjustment but if the the game would have to advance considerably if it's going to be a year and a half you know what i mean
0: they would right like i mean i would love to see a three-year cycle where um you know you you can you could purchase what modes you want to play right so like if you want to play franchise mode or you know whatever like, maybe instead of buying the full game, you just subscribe for six months Aww. for, like, 20 bucks, you know? Okay. And I, I think Ultimate Team—so I'm going to sound like a huge nerd here, but I was never really into it. I, I think it Ultimate Team could fall into, like, a—I uh, know Magic the Gathering does this thing where um, they they have tournaments, right, with the cards. But you yep. could only use cards from, like, the last three sets that have been released. So oh. if, like, Ultimate Team moved to, like, a subscription service— And you wanted to play ranked online, you could only use cards from like the last three sets. So, this and then maybe
2: there's another mode where you can where it opens up.
0: Yeah, exactly. If there's like an unranked, like whatever, you know, you could use like historical cards for fun, but like they would have to, you know, maybe it's not like three events, maybe it's like the last four months. And you know, they could make this so like not every card's like a 99, you know, like every event, if a new like 89 overall card's out, like that's you know nice because you can only use you know the last four months worth of cards so maybe that's it i don't know i feel like this is like a two hour long discussion for another day (laughs) it's
2: yeah it's it's very i I just don't think like from a business standpoint obviously i would enjoy that as a consumer i just you have to understand if you went to a subscription-based service guys sports games about two months in let's pretend let's just say madden i'll use madden as a perfect example Anyone that main game NHL, anyone that uses NHL as their main game. You buy Madden because it's so exciting, and there's a new sports game in August or what September, whatever it is. By the time NHL comes out, you don't you don't play it. So if it was subscription based, guys, you have to understand from a business standpoint that means after two months they would not continue their subscription. Whereas nope. when you have to buy the full game, you've bought in the full game. They have gotten their money from you. You know, if you played it for three weeks and then stopped, that's fine. You yeah, know, so it doesn't matter. Like, That's the same exactly, amount of
0: money they make.
2: Exactly. So they would take such a hit. Just pretend. And again, you know, they're money hungry and they're rich as hell. All that. They stuff, are. They're like, a business. I mean, they're a business. business. They're supposed exactly. to make money. You know. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That is exactly. And you know, obviously, you know, we don't always get a product that we think we deserve based on how much money they make. But in the end of the day, it is a business, and there's a reason why they're powerhouse of sports right so yeah um but no that was a good question man i think that we should do that every week i think that that's what we're gonna do is yeah uh, and then some- if we
0: missed any uh we'll get to them you know we'll put up yeah. another tweet this week and then if you have any additional questions or anything you guys know how to reach out to us
2: i think something i just thought of this as we go so this will be it. maybe if people that are still here listening the the, the real ones as they as, as they say um maybe you know we've gotten a lot of questions about hey can you make two episodes a week we're both extremely busy people and uh, again our, our deal that we're doing with uh with rare drop and whatnot we we just had one. But I'm I'm wondering if we got enough questions we could do a second episode that's literally just questions. We'd run out of stuff to talk about if we did more than one a week, I think, in yeah. terms of hockey ultimate team. Maybe q and A episode yeah. wouldn't be
0: bad because I mean Maybe. there's there's a lot of other questions here that it's like even there, you know, there's a guy asking about your all-time sharks team, right? Your all. I saw that. I yeah, saw that. Yeah. I,
2: I'm actually just gonna reply to that one in the tweet because that was I, I was sitting there thinking about it. So, uh, but yeah, I think that's what we're gonna do. So let us know if you guys would enjoy that. But thank you again for listening. All of the feedback has been super great. And we're having a lot of fun talking uh, you know, every week, so uh, we're going to keep that up. But, uh, Kesso, any last uh, any last thoughts?
0: Hope you guys had a great Halloween. I hope it was spooky. Um, and <laughs> hopefully you're not hungover on Monday, but you're listening I- to this on Tuesday.
2: <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. And with that, we will see you next week on Coffee and Shell. Have a good one.